morning. Let's stand this morning as we celebrate Memorial Day. Let's stand this morning and worship the Lord this morning. We're going to sing a hymn of the church that simply just says, Glory to His name. Let's worship the Lord together this morning. Scripture in prayer today. How's everybody doing this morning? I need to do a little admin first. We have an epic event that happened this past week. 
not a lot of people are aware of it, but the preacher had a birthday. And so we'd like to give him just a little token of our appreciation. I know he doesn't want people to have him come up. Thank you very much. He'll talk to me after the service. But that's okay. I was going to sing happy birthday, but I decided we'll, we'll. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear pastor. Happy birthday to you. Okay. You can't tell we love him just a little bit, right? This is, this is all about the men and women who serve. And I tell you, there's a man who serves. He loves you, and he loves this church, and he serves. Memorial Day is about the men and women in uniform that served. I was one of those or other people here, but I didn't give the ultimate sacrifice. They did. And we got to remember them, remember their families, and everything that they did. I have a couple of announcements I want to get to, some prayer requests. VBS is approaching. The dates are June the 13th and 16th. And if you're willing to volunteer, please see Jennifer Wyatt and sign your children up as well. If you'd like to give today, there are two offering boxes up front, one directly outside the Double Doors Auditorium for collection in the back. Church work day is this coming Saturday from 9 to 12. Want to do a little cleanup out there where the children's church is going to be? Maybe do a little cleanup in here? We'd like you to come and participate. Men and Women's Fellowship this Sunday night, June the 6th, starting at 6 p.m. We will be electing officers, and please bring finger food dish. Finger food dish. Okay? Don't want, you know, 10,000, what is it, banana puddings or 10,000? Uh, they could just go to my office. Yeah, anything like that goes to his office. But, but finger food and for the fellowship together. Prayer requests. Please continue to remember Sister Bonnie Guns with cancer. Sister Faye Huff was in a nursing home. Brother Stanley's brother-in-law has surgery on Tuesday and due to a mass in his brain. And I'd like to remember him, pray for him. The Lord knows everything that can happen, and the Lord knows what he intends to happen. So pray for him, and the Lord will bless them. Pastor Arch filling in at Mount Calvary today. Jamie Benin-Haley is recovering from surgery. Everything went well, according to the preacher. He talked to him, and uh, she's on my contact list. And uh, so I gave her some words of encouragement, and I'm praying for her. Pastor Jack Todd's home was broken into last night. It's a big chicken up. A lot of people traveling. You look around you. There's a lot of people aren't here uh, for various reasons. Please remember all of them and uh, wish and pray for traveling mercies. And Jamie Coker is sick today. And always remember the Sandy Circle Church of God in your prayers. For the word. Psalms 112 is titled, Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. Praise ye the Lord, blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon earth, and the generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be an everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he 
see his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The wicked shall see it and be grieved. He shall gnash with his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Pray with me, please. Kind Heavenly Father, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for everything you've done. We thank you for the blessings you've given us this week, Lord, and those you continue to bestow upon us. Lord, we thank you for the good things, Lord, that have come upon this church. We pray that you will continue to bless it. Lord, I ask that you will touch each of these that have had surgery this week and have them have a speedy recovery. Those that are still facing surgery, Lord, I pray that you will send the comfort to them, be with them, Lord, help them be with their doctors and touch them to guide their hands. Lord, I pray that you will be with us in the music this morning, Lord, that you will be with the pastor and his servants. Lord, that you will have him say the words that you would have us to hear that we can take it forward and do your work. Lord, I pray that you will continue to abide with us and help us, Lord, to do your will in all things. Help us to be that righteous man who's in Psalms, Lord. We ask all of this in Jesus' holy, precious name, Lord. Yes, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you. Let's remain standing. Let's go back into worship this morning. We're going to sing an old praise chorus of the church that just says, Blessed be the name of the Lord. So let's worship the Lord this morning. Will we sing, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord most high. Oh, we sing, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord most high.
for the name that is above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Christ the Lord. So this morning we want to sing about that wonderful name of Jesus. This morning, it's the song simply just says, what a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. We just want to worship the Lord today.
Everything that we need today is found in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, I don't know what you come in with today, but I'm telling you, you don't have to leave here the same because there is still freedom and power in the name of Jesus. And I want you to know today, whether we get to the message or not, or whether you come to the altar today or not, if you leave this place just learning one thing today or remembering one thing, remember this, just the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. At the name of Jesus, demons have to flee. At the name of Jesus, marriages come back together. At the name of Jesus, healing is restored in your body. At the name of Jesus, life is given again. At the name of Jesus, broken hearts are made whole again. At the name of Jesus, life is breathed back into the church. At the name of Jesus, whatever you need today, it is at the name of Jesus today. Lord, we welcome you in this place today. We worship you today. Father, we ask that your presence would just come and settle in our midst today and make residency with us in this house today. Lord, as we worship you today as our final song of worship before the message today, Lord, let this be our heart's cry today with, according to your word. Let it fall on me. Let the power of the Holy Ghost let it fall on me. 
Oh, can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise in the house? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we ask for your anointing to fall on us today, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that we feel in this place today, Lord. We ask that you would bless us today and keep us in your face shine upon us today. In Christ Jesus, we pray and ask all of these things in the church together said. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord today for a moment. Those that are in children's church, you are dismissed to my right, to my left, to your right, out of the double doors to the side over here. So glad to see every one of you in the house of the Lord today as well. I know many are traveling. We have 15, 16 or so people that are out today, and we are so excited that you have joined with us today for worship. Let me say as you're turning in your Bibles, we're going to be in the book of Acts chapter 10. The book of Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter number 10. A couple of announcements I want to make mention to you. First and foremost, don't forget, those that are watching online and those that are in other areas today, you can uh, give today online. You can go to tithely, tithe.ly, and search our church, or you can go to the church website which is www.santeecirclecog.org, www.santeecirclecog.org, backslash give, and you can give on that platform as well. Also, that website gives you all the information. You see we've got a countdown. VBS is coming up. Uh, We have all kinds of other events that are taking place each and every day. So make sure you're aware of that. Don't forget you also can download our church app. Uh, you just literally down go to your Google uh, Play Store or you can go to the App Store on your iPhone or iOS device. You just download an app called Our Church. That's all you got to download. As soon as you download it, there'll be a search box. It'll say, what's your church? You put in Santee Circle COG. It'll bring it up. It will automatically download right to your phone. Then you can keep up that way and you don't even have to worry about the website. You can just have it right there on your phone. All our services are archived. You can go back on Facebook Live on Monday afternoons. They're uploaded on YouTube TV uh, where you can watch Santee Circle COG on Facebook or YouTube. And you also can watch them on our website. They are also archived on the church website. We haven't got it all set up yet, but the camera system is in. It's already hooked up. We've got to get a few more things done, but the new camera is in. So here shortly we'll have a little bit better production here for our services and streaming devices Brother Randy already mentioned it to you. Don't forget the church work day from 9 to 12 this Saturday. All we're doing is we're trying to get this back room cleaned up to get the children moved outside so they can have their own room and also be ready for VBS. Likewise, don't forget men and women's Bible study, uh, our men's and women's fellowship that we're launching the first Sunday of every month. The first Sunday of every month on Sunday night, our Sunday night services will be on that first Sunday, men and women's fellowship night. On Sunday, June the 6th at 6 p.m. In July, it's a little bit different. July, it falls on July 4th this year. So we'll actually back our men and women's uh, uh, devotional night to July 11th. So it'll actually be the second Sunday because none of y'all were going to come back on July 4th anyway. I know that. So it wasn't no point in having it because you'll be cooking and hanging out with your family and friends. And you won't be cooking for me. So it won't matter. But on July 11th, you don't want to miss it. We have a special guest cook that's going to be coming in. He's going to be doing some things for us. I've already solicited Sister Brenda and Brother Corey. I know is not here, but I've already been telling them they need to start praying that like Peter, James, and John, that when they throw their nets out, they just start drinking a draw of fish because 
we got a lot of people to feed, so we just need them to jump right on in the boat with us this morning. Don't forget God's Story VBS. I know there's a lot to keep up with. God's Story VBS uh, is quickly approaching. You can sign up to work. You can also sign your kids up in the Welcome Center. Don't forget all of this information is on our website. You can follow us on that as well. Let me say to you this morning how grateful I am to you today. Uh, many of you, uh, yes, between yesterday and this morning, have immensely flooded my Facebook po- uh, Facebook page uh, with endless complimentary words uh, of encouragement. Uh, some of you have wished me a happy birthday. Some of you had sent little, you know, uh, gifs and, and little, uh, all these little uh, dancing emojis and things like that that brighten my day. Some of you, uh, I know April Craven is not here today. She's having to work today. She's probably watching us online. Uh, her, uh, the Wyatts, a bunch of you actually wrote an actual post and tagged me in it. Matt uh, Riley did it as well. Some of the stuff I don't claim to fame, they, they accuse me of things that are not true. They said I'm a nut. That is not true. Don't believe that. That's not true. Uh, they make up words on the preacher. But uh, but no, they, they wrote very sentimental posts that, that moved my heart today. And uh, thank you so much. Had a wonderful day yesterday celebrating it. Uh, Brianna is with me this morning. I'm so glad to have her in church with me this morning for my birthday. Uh, but we went yesterday and got to do some things in Charleston and do one of those escape rooms. And we got out in 45 minutes. I had 15 minutes to spare. I am a genius. I feel better already and uh, it was wonderful my everybody liked my tie this morning my, my patriotic tie that was one of my birthday gifts i literally like my tie she got that for me today and it was fitting she was like i didn't mean for it to be patriotic i said well tomorrow's memorial day it's a perfect time to wear it so uh, it actually has our little you can't see it but on the bottom it actually has our picture on the back of the tie on there it's really nice and and uh, cute there I, I told her there's only one problem with that she can't go anywhere because i can't wear the tie because if there was somebody else in the picture they wouldn't like that so so they they're not going to like that so she's stuck with me for a while and uh so but I, I appreciate it thank you i have not obviously read your card and the sentimental words you may have wrote in that card but from the bottom of my heart thank you i don't deserve it but i love you i love you i love this church i love where we're going i love the people of god uh, I love you all today. I can't. I, I, if I talk too much longer, I'll, I'll be moved to tears uh, because uh, your love towards me just just it's it, it can't explain it. From what you show to me to you, what you show to Micah, band practice, you're taking my kid all over the place. Jalen, Madison, Riley, halftime. I don't even know where Micah is in this building. He he could be in 52 in the middle of the road. I don't know, but some teenager has taken my kid and went running off somewhere. And you don't know what that means to me. I appreciate that so much. And, and all of you, I could tell stories. Brother Barnes and Sister Barnes always bring me little novelty gifts, local honey and all kinds of chocolate-covered animal crackers and all kinds of cool stuff they give me and things like that. Brother Randy's always got my cookie supply and, 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 and in church after church. So all of you do special things, and it means so much to me. And, uh, and so it is fitting that it's Memorial Day and that, that uh, I'm reminiscing on that today. But... Uh, but let me come to do today what you actually came to church for. You didn't come to hear a blubbering preacher tell you how awesome you were. You already knew that. But you came to hear a word from God today. Now, I'm going to be very cautious in what I'm about to say. I have been here almost a year and a half, almost two years in July. Lord, time's flying when you're having fun, isn't it? <laughs> or either COVID. One of the two makes it happen. I don't know. Uh, you guys look so good without mask on today. I can know who you are. I can see your face. I can actually identify you today. But um, I'm always cautious to say that I have a word from the Lord. You know, this is a, 
because, you know, I sometimes, yes, I always believe you should have a word from the Lord, but sometimes I know flesh can get involved. You think you heard something you may not have heard. But I will say to you today, if there's ever been a time in the last two years or a year and a half and some change that I've ever felt today that I had the message for today, I have it for today. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and give you the title before we read it, uh, the scripture today. Memorial Day message from Micah's memoirs. Micah preaches this message today. The Bible says, out of the mouths of babe and sucklings come forth the words of the Lord. And as we get ready to unpack this message today, I'm just going to let you know, a four-year-old wrecked the preacher this past week. I mean, wrecked him. To the point that I actually said, son, can you come preach Sunday? Just let daddy sit on the pew? To which he told me, no, that's your job. (laughs) That's what he told me. We always celebrate, and we're going to talk about celebrating Memorial Day. And you can stand for the reading of God's Word. We're going to be in Acts chapter 10. There was a certain man in Caesarea whose name was called Cornelius, and he was a centurion, meaning he was over a hundred group of men. He was a soldier, he was a officer that was over a hundred men. And he was of the Italian band, and a devout man, and one that feared God with all his house, which he gave alms, means he paid tithes and offerings, he gave to the people, and he prayed to God always. Now, he saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour or 3 p.m. in the afternoon, an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, notice what the word says. When he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms have come up for a... You know what this weekend is? You know what he got credit for? He didn't get credit for how big of a job he did or how how awesome of a military officer he was. Now remember, why do we celebrate Memorial Day? We celebrate it for the men and women, Brother Randy already shared, men and women who served in the armed forces, gave their lives the ultimate sacrifice. I just read to you he is a centurion. He's over a thousand, I mean he's over a hundred men. He's in the armed forces of the Roman Empire. God did not say, I remember you because you were in the armed forces. God didn't say, I remember you because you're a good man. He said... All the prayers you've prayed, I remembered. Can I tell you before we keep reading? Don't think that your prayers ever fell on a deaf ear. God heard every prayer you've ever prayed. Now, he might have it stored up in vials of heaven, and he may not have released them yet, but they are serving in an instance before the Lord. God heard what you prayed. He heard you. He said, thy prayers and alms have come as a memorial before the Lord. Now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon whose surname is Peter. He lodges with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the seaside, and he shall tell thee what you are to do. And when the angel which spoke unto Cornelius departed, he called two of his servants, devout soldiers of them that waited on him continually, and he had declared all these things unto them. He sent them to Joppa. Now drop down to verse number 30 for me. Now Cornelius said to Peter, he's talking to Peter now, In chapter number 10, verse 30, he said, four days ago, so he's been holding on to this vision for a couple days. Four days ago, I was fasting at this hour, and at the ninth hour, 3 p.m., I was praying in my house, and behold, a man come and stood before me in clothing. And he said, Cornelius, and notice what it says, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, 
and thine alms are in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa and call it hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodgeth in the house of Simon a tanner by the sea, which cometh and speak unto thee. Now notice what he says next. Immediately, therefore, I sent thee, and, thou, and sent to thee, and thou hast well done, and thou come. Now therefore, we are present before God to hear the things which are commanded of thee of God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him, he worketh righteous. Notice the word. Every nation. What do you find? What is more day? People that fought for the nation. Every nation that feareth God and worketh righteousness, God accepts them. That's the ones God's showing His favor upon. That's the one God is going to honor. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, we sang about all His, His name all morning today. Here's what you have to know. You can leave this place with this last phrase. He is Lord. Come on, say it like you believe that. He is Say it like you mean it one more time. He is. We can fold our Bibles and go home and say we've been to church today. All you needed to know today is he is Lord of all. Father, to the best of my ability, help me to preach your word today to your people. Help me to preach a message, God, that is so dear to my heart. Help me, God, to be moved by your spirit. Touch a coal from the altars of heaven and anoint these lips of clay that I may Proclaim the, thus, what thus saith the word of the Lord. We love you and we praise you in Christ's holy and precious name we pray. And the people of God together said, Amen and Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Madison, if you'll go look on that soundboard, you'll see a fader that says headset. If you will just take that fader up just a little bit for me on that soundboard to your, to your right there. Well, tomorrow is Memorial Day. Many of you got plans, I'm sure. Many of you will enjoy a day off from work. A lot of people won't realize what they're really celebrating because they don't really have a lot invested in it. So you can't really appreciate Memorial Day if you never know what it took to have freedom that you have today. In fact, some people are going to celebrate tomorrow with just a glorified cookout while others are going to stand at a tomb of a grave of a soldier that they are remembering that lost their lives in the line of battle. You see, many people think it's just a well-deserved holiday. Some people are thinking about going to a big party or a cookout or on the lake or on the boat, and that's great. Nothing wrong with that. But Memorial Day originally was called Decoration Day. In fact, each time of the year, what would happen is that these women in the Civil War time, they would... They would literally go to the graves of fallen soldiers and decorate them to remember the sacrifice they made. The purpose was to never forget the sacrifices by the courageous men and women who gave their all. They gave it all. You can't get much more than giving it all than you give your life for something. They gave it all. And everything in service to the nation. But why do we celebrate it? Well, each time of the year, we pause to remember those that laid down their lives for their family, their friends, and for our freedom. One week after the Pearl Harbor attack, 
President Franklin D. Roosevelt said this. He said, those who long enjoy such privileges that we enjoy forget in time that others died to win them for them. What he's saying in a nice way is all the things you enjoy, most people forget somebody paid the price so that you could enjoy it. Can I tell you today, but there's also one 2,000 plus years ago who came. He had to give it all so you could enjoy the freedom from sin, the freedom from hell, the freedom from being bondage and enslaved and captured by the vile wickedness of the devil. There was one years ago who laid down his life, gave everything so you could have freedom today as well. The ultimate soldier. You see, it's funny that I've often heard it said freedom is never really free. In fact, freedom's price tag is paid by blood. So too is your eternal salvation and freedom in Jesus Christ paid for by blood. But it's not your blood. It's not the preacher's blood. In fact, there's nothing I could do today that would change that fact. In fact, you could have come here this morning and you could have asked for anything and I would have done my very best to give it to you. But I can tell you today that if I were to die today, it would no more save you than if a dog, a cat, a billy goat, or a cow fell over dead in the street today. But there was one who was the ultimate lamb of God. And when he laid his life down on Calvary's cross, when that blood was shed, it didn't matter what anybody else did. That precious blood... Changed everything in the course of humanity. He changed it all. You see the key to Memorial Day is remembrance. Remembering the impact. It is interesting to me in the story that I read to you today. That Cornelius has visited. He's He's not even a Jewish man y'all. He's a Gentile. At that point, the Jewish nation, uh, the Jewish people did not welcome the Gentiles into the covenant with God. In fact, Cornelius would actually become the first Gentile convert that would be the springboard to the nations of the Gentile people being able to come into covenant. The Apostle Paul would never have been if there not had been a Cornelius that first had received the gospel message. The reality of the fact is that God is no respecter of persons. So on this Memorial Day, your pastor comes today by way of 1211 North Highway 52 on a May 30th Sunday morning to remind you this morning, if God did it for you once before, God will do it again. If God has healed one person in this building, if you're in need of a healing today, God will do it again. If God has put one marriage in this building back together, if your marriage is in shambles, God will do it again. If God made one son or daughter that was once living in sin and on their way to a devil's hell, but God got them back to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, if you come today and say, Pastor, I've got people in my family that are dying and going to hell, let me tell you, God can do it again. If one person today ever got healed of COVID, God can do it again. If one person ever came off of life support, God can do it again. If one person ever got healed off of their bed of affliction, God can do it again. If one person ever got saved, God can do it again. If one person ever got filled with the Holy Ghost, God can do it again. If one person ever walked in victory and newness of life, God can do it again. If he's done it before, he surely can do it again today. So Cornelius is praying. It is funny or interesting to me that he gets this vision at 3 p.m. It is also at 3 p.m. Christ died on Calvary's cross. The ninth hour, the Bible said, Jesus gave up the ghost. 3 p.m. It is fitting to me that just a few days prior, you know, some probably 
60, 70 days, something in that window of time, maybe a little less than a year, there was a man at 3 p.m. on the afternoon that gave up the ghost. But when he gave up his ghost, he released one called the Holy Ghost. One ghost left, but another one came down. So when Jesus said, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit, that's when the Holy Ghost said, that's my turn, that's my cue. Because when Jesus gave up the ghost, the Holy Ghost came on down. Because the Bible said they laid him in the heart of the earth for three days, and all of a sudden, the Ruah, the breath of God, literally came back into the lifeless body of Jesus Christ. And it, his life back up again. And Jesus, for 40 days, went around appearing to everybody and showing himself to over 500 people. That tells me today that you might be dead in your sins. You may be dead in your trespasses, you may be downtrodden, you might be depressed, you might be oppressed, you might feel like that your world is caving in around you, but you came to the right place today, because all it takes is one ruler breath of God called the Holy Ghost to breathe life one more time, and you will forever be different in this place today. So when we talk about Memorial Day, we have to remember a few things. First and foremost, you've got to remember the cost. What does it cost? I mean, think about for a moment the price that this takes. I mean, some of you have served in the military forces. You've served. You have lost men and women in your squadron. You have seen the life of others tragically taken short due to the hardships of battle. Freedom is not free. It might be free to you, but somebody paid for it. Hello? Somebody paid for it. On an average, 750 people will visit the USS Arizona and Hawaii just on a, just an average day. But on Memorial Day weekend, somewhere between four to, four to 6,000 people will show up tomorrow to look at that same memorial. On an average, about 3,000 people, just on an average day, about 3,000 people go and remember the Vietnam War Memorial. But come Memorial Day, it will boast somewhere between seven to 8,000 attendants. You see, the biggest battle that we in America are facing today is actually the battle of the soul of our nation. We're not, we're not listen church, we're not battling Democrat and Republican. We're battling darkness and light. That's what we're battling. You can be whatever... Democrat, Republican, Tea Party, Green Party, no party. I don't care what party. It's your party. Cry if you want to. I don't care what it is. I'm just telling you we're only battling. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers of darkness and wickedness in heavenly places. This ain't an issue between Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and other people. This is an issue between the workers of darkness and the bearers of light. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. We see it around us every day. We have heard history often has a time of repeating itself down through the ages. Destruction of our society has been a slow, grueling process. We have seen it rapidly accelerate over the years. The spiral downward trajectory of our nation. It just keeps getting, it seems like worse and worse and worse and worse. Can I tell you the Bible said that when things get bad, that's when you look up for your redemption draweth nigh. So while everybody's looking around, I preached to you a couple weeks ago about, about Samson. Well, when he was going down to Timnah, he got in trouble. But when he looked up from the pits of despair, that's when he found the answer of the Lord. So while the world today is 
is looking in this downward spiral of, of, of chaos and pandemonium and pandemics, can I tell you, it's time for the church of the living God to stop focusing on what happened at, at Pennsylvania Avenue, what happened in Congress, what happened. I'm not saying you don't pay attention, but what I'm telling you is don't get so upset about it because at the end of the day, be thinking because you know I'm not a pilgrim, but I'm just a pilgrim through this land. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. So no matter what happens here shortly, I'm out of here to go with Jesus. I'm out of here. See, it really doesn't matter if there's a Democrat or Republican sitting in the Oval Office. The nation we've come to know and love is continuing to erode around us. The position we are in today is because of what we tolerated yesterday. And the position we'll be in tomorrow will be what we tolerate today. If you give them an inch, they're going to take a yard. You give them a yard, they're going to take a mile. You give them a mile, they're going to, they're going to just be going. The more you give them, the more they'll take, y'all. You see, freedom is paid with blood. It's not free. It costs somebody something. In fact, the very first sin in the Bible, the only way it could be covered was through, through the shedding of blood. Adam and Eve sinned. God killed, a, killed an animal and gave them skins. But blood was shed. Cain killed his brother in a fit of rage and, and, and anger, and the bitter poisons of anger. He killed his brother unmercifully, just, just no regard, just killed him. So mad that even when God come back and asked him, Cain, what happened? He said, what is it my problem? I'm not my brother's keeper. I mean, he's just mad, y'all. I don't have time to preach this today, but you better get your family dynamics under the blood because it will take you straight to hell faster than you ever know. You better learn how to get, get over family dynamics. I've had it. Don't you say, well, Pastor, that's really harsh. I've had it in my family. I've, had to see, I've seen too many people. Just this past week alone, I had one person in my family hadn't spoke to their mother in probably two and a half to three years. And I finally straight out said to him, I said, you're going to go to hell over that because you can't talk to your mama. He didn't like me. It's okay. He's still family whether he likes me or not. You can pick your friends, but you can't choose your family. I'll still go to his funeral, so I've still listed in the paper. It won't matter. He won't say favorite cousin. He'll just say, I'm a cousin. But the end of the day, I told him, I said, son, you better get that thing right. You see, the problem is the devil is out for destruction. He's out to divide, to be divisive and destroy things. What is interesting to me is you know, he finally this week, he and his mother kind of reconciled and things like that. Cain killed his brother in a fit of rage, but you know what the Bible said? God, it was blood. Notice what he said to Cain. The blood of your brother cries out to me from the ground. God notices the shedding of blood. He notices. Innocent or not, God notices the shedding of blood. I took this past two weeks ago, or two weekends ago, not this weekend, but obviously last weekend. I went out of town for a couple days, Brianna, myself, my parents, and Micah. We went out of town. We went to uh, Santa Land, a, a Christmas-themed amusement park in Cherokee, North Carolina. We were walking through it. And I came around the curve, walking the trail, and there was this monument, a, mur uh, a mural of, of a painting of... The painting that you often see of the men and women raising up the flag at Irojima. And this caption was under it, and it changed my life. It said, all gave some, but some gave all. You, you think about that. Just, for, just let that sink in for a second. All gave some. You know, and you say, well, Pastor, I've never served in the military. That's not what I'm here to talk to you about today. Everybody can give something to Jesus. Talents, abilities, everybody can give something. 
But there are some people that had to give it all. See, I can give Jesus something. I can come to church two or three times a month, pay my tithes two or three times a month, come hit and miss. Well, Pastor, I'll watch you online. It's a, you know, y'all don't even want me to get me going there about watching online all the time. Lord, this was a good message till I got there. If you can't be out, I know there's a lot sick and they're watching online or out of town. Brother Dennis, Sister Dale are out of town. I, that, that's the purpose of live stream. They can still be a part of the church. But just to sit at home as an excuse to watch me online, that's, that's, that's an excuse. That's a shame. If you got a legit reason, then to God be the glory. But to sit at home because you just want to leave your corn rollers in and you just want to eat your bowl of Fruit Loops and stay in your pajamas because you don't want to put any effort, then you need to remember some gave all. Jesus didn't die for you to be able to sit at home with your hair rollers in and eat Fruit Loops on Sunday morning just to have fun and just be relaxed. I must have went to a different church because y'all didn't cut y'all not Pentecostal anymore. Y'all just got quiet. Jesus didn't die for your freedom to sit at home and do nothing. He died so that you had life and have it more abundantly. We should start acting a little more grateful than we are about it sometimes. Some gave all. All gave some. But to some people, they had to give it all. So that cost is so insurmountable. But the other thing I want you to know about this is you have to remember. To remain focused. We have to remember what the cost was. But we also have to remember on this spiritual journey that we're on. We've got to stay focused. Because if you don't get stay focused. The devil will trip you up. He'll mess you up along the way. You don't believe it? Anybody know who was actually preaching the message to Cornelius? Anybody remember who it was? We just read it. Who was the preacher teaching Cornelius about it? Peter. You think anybody know what it means to be focused more than Peter? (laughs) Peter's the only guy that ever walked on water, y'all. Except Peter had one flaw. He lost his focus. As long, the Bible said, as he was looking at Jesus, eyeball to eyeball, Peter was just strutting his stuff across the water. But immediately, as soon as the wind blew, and Peter got a little nervous, and he took his eyes off of Jesus. I could preach here all day. As soon as he took his eyes off Jesus, he began to sink. Can I tell you that the problem with the world today, the problem with America, and quite frankly, the problem with the church is too many people have taken their eyes off of Jesus, the author and perfecter of the faith, and so we started to sink. But if we lift up our eyes, from which forth cometh our help for our help, cometh from the Lord maker of heaven and earth if we lift up our eyes for our redemption draweth nigh if we look unto Jesus if we look unto the son of the living God we won't sink because he will make sure we make it through when he took his eyes off Jesus he lost his focus that's the problem with the church we're more worried about how many noses we've got how many nickels and noses we got in the pew how much money did we take how many people showed up I don't quite frankly if 50 people came or 30 people came if the 30 people wanted to know more about Jesus and they came in one mind and one accord how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity if we come in one mind and one accord and want to see the name of Jesus high and lifted up I don't care if there's 500 or if there's 5 if 5 people want to know about Jesus Jesus, bless God, let the Holy Ghost from heaven come on down. Let us have church. I don't care if there's $5,000 in the bank or $5 in the offering plate. My God shall supply all my needs according to His riches in Christ Jesus. My God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor His seed begging for bread. I come by to tell you today, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. If we stay focused, God will see us through today. God will see us through. You see, we have lost our focus. We get focused on possessions, problems, public appearance, our reputations. See what the problem is? We start putting our focus on everywhere it shouldn't be instead of on where it should be. 
Listen to what I just said. We put our focus on whatever else shouldn't be instead of where it should be. You see, we remember today the sacrifices of those men who valiantly served our nation. And to to remember the sacrifices Jesus had to make for fallen man. Now the message today was Micah, Memorial Day message from Micah's memoirs. If you know what the word memoirs is, it's literally like chronologically your journey of things you've done. It's kind of like a journal of things. Micah finished his school year just this past Friday. I got his little portfolio or whatever. Brianna often comes and eats dinner with us on Monday nights because that's the night she doesn't work. and We go out to eat or we eat somewhere together and do things together and hang out and but then Tuesday through Thursday, normally it's just me and Micah. Obviously Wednesday's church, Thursday, sometimes Pop and Grandma come down. But last Tuesday night, I was finishing up dinner. My mom and dad have in their house a picture of Jesus on the cross, the two thieves and the people around him. It's like a, a nice porcelain figurine. Micah's been enamored with that thing for months. So he asked Pop and Grandma on Sunday night last week when he's coming back, can I take it, can I take it? And they're like, no, buddy, no. And he, he just wouldn't let it go. So my mom said, fine, Pop and I will look for you one, but you can take it to Daddy's house, and Daddy will take care of it, and don't break it. You can leave it until we find you one. So they brought it down. I was like, what did y'all do that for? Just put him a picture off of Google and just tell him you'll buy him one. Just why? You know it's going to get broke if you leave it here. I mean, just put him a picture. He don't, don't know the difference. Anyway, they brought it. I put it in his room. So Tuesday night I'm cooking dinner. He said, Daddy, can you, can you go get Jesus on the cross? Every night he wants to read that story. He don't know any other story. I mean, he does know other stories in the Bible, but that's the only one he wants to read. He said, can you bring it down? I said, Micah. I gave him the, the, the father speech. Micah, if I get this down, you better not break it. If you break it, I'm going to tear your tail up. I'm just letting you know. I'm giving you warning. Daddy, you don't break this figurine. It's popping grandma's. This, is probably more, this, this figurine costs more than your dad. You better not break this. And uh, it's irreplaceable. I want, Daddy. I want, I want. I'm like, okay. So I bring it down. I sit it on the coffee table in my living room. I go to cook, finish cooking dinner. Now, I, I don't know about y'all. Y'all might have had perfect kids. But I've learned already in his four years of life that when they get quiet, you better go check. Y'all may never have kids like that, but I'm going to let y'all know. Y'all don't go check on them when it's quiet. <laughs> they draw on you your own mural with permanent marker on the walls in the bedroom. <laughs> On your bedspread. And all of a sudden you're like, I'm never going to get this out. And there's a picture. Daddy, I drew you on the wall. I'll never get that out. I've got to repaint a whole room now. When they get quiet, you know something's going on. I'm over there cooking. It got quiet. Deathly quiet. My first thought, oh, sweet mother. He's already, he, got, he, he found something. He tore up the house. I'm going to have to do that. So I'm, I'm taking the apron off and throwing everything down. I'm getting ready to run the house and see what catastrophic event. I round the corner and sitting they're on the coffee table, still Jesus on the cross. Except Micah is there, kneeled down, with his hands like this in front of Jesus, just staring, just looking. So I walk over there behind him. I say, hey, buddy, what are you doing? Looking at Jesus on the cross. I said, well, buddy, you know, you and Daddy have read this story a lot. You know, Jesus is not really on the cross, buddy. You know, he's in heaven. You know, Jesus... Got put in the heart of the earth. He, he was in the tomb. He resurrected. He's, he's, he's in heaven. And, and he's not really on the cross. This is just to remind us of what, what Jesus did. And this is where my life got changed by a four-year-old. 
he literally picked his hands up, and he turned around, and he stood up, and he put his arms around my neck. This is what he said. He said, yeah, Daddy, I know he's not there. We always should be looking for Jesus. Listen to what I just said to you. He said, I know he's not there, Daddy, but we should always be looking at Jesus. Now I'm going to tell you, if that doesn't change your life, then you ain't never experienced Jesus. I sat there. I thought, Lord, I can't cry because my son's going to think something wrong. So I gave him, I tell him to go do something. And I went to my room. I said, my God, i got to run to the restroom real quick. And I went in there and I sat there. I didn't have to go to the restroom, but I cried. Because as a four-year-old, he taught a soon-to-be at that time 33-year-old pastor. You missed it, Dad. I know he's not on the cross. We've read that story. I know he's not in the tomb. Daddy, I know he's in heaven. But we still should be looking at Jesus. We better remember to remain focused, church. We better remember to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. That's the only hope of survival that we have. In fact, Jesus, the Bible said in 1 Peter 2 and 24, He bore our sins in His body on a tree that we might die to sin and live in righteousness by the wounds. We are healed by His wounds. Fix our eyes on Jesus. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God made Jesus whom you crucified. Jesus already ran this race. We might lose a few battles here on earth, but we must remember that we will win the war with God. Then I was reminded as we kept, Mike and I kept talking, not only should I stay focused, but as I sat there on that bathroom floor crying, I thought to myself, God, but it's not over yet. You haven't come yet. Gabriel hasn't blown the trumpet. That means there's still something to be done. So while I must remain focused on making sure that I keep my eyes on Jesus, I also have to remember i got to keep pressing on. No man that puts his hand to the plow and turns back is fit for the kingdom of heaven. But I must keep working. The old song says, I'll keep working until he comes. I must keep working. I must keep plowing. I must keep preaching. I must keep singing. I must keep shouting. I must keep clapping. I must keep lifting my hands. I must keep worshiping. I must keep magnifying and glorifying until God takes the very breath. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. I must keep going. Keep going. Life develops hardships. James 1, 2 through 4, Accounted all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and steadfastness has its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. We often forget that God does His best work with ordinary people. God does the impossible through people who are not much different than us. You see, the secret to having a legacy, a life that's a legacy, is literally not what you accomplish on your own, but what you accomplish for the kingdom of God. That's what lasts. The Bible says that everything that you, everything you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And everything you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. That means every prayer that you've ever prayed, every sow seed you've ever sown, every encouraging word you've ever given, every handshake you've ever given, every smile you've ever given, every hug you've ever given, every pat on the back you've ever given, every prayer you've offered for somebody else maybe that you've ever given, everything you've done, God's kept a record in heaven and He's counting it in your favor and He's saying, keep going. Therefore, we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us run the race that's been set before us. Keep going. There are men like Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and the patriarchs of old that are clapping their hands in the grandstands of heaven. The apostles.
Apostle Paul and Timothy and Peter, James and John and they're shouting, you can make it. I made it. You can make it too. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Church, I come by to tell you on Memorial Day weekend that while we celebrate the lives of those that have been lost of our country and we celebrate the redemptive work of Jesus Christ, the best thing we can do for God and country is to keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going till He comes. Keep going. Keep going. And finally, as Miss Carol makes her way, this is the heartbeat of the church. We have to remember we have to stay faithful. While we're going, we must remember we got to stay faithful too. <laughs> faithful to the Word. <laughs> faithful to reading and committing ourselves to the Word. We've got to remain faithful in our prayer life. We've got to remain faithful in our devotion to the Lord. Faithful in our contributable giving, tithes, and offerings. Now, you don't have to necessarily give God offering if you don't want to. Cause, I mean, you, God certainly, you know, appreciates that. <laughs> but there's 10%. You're required, y'all. I don't even want to preach on tithes. I'm going to let y'all know some of us are walking in divine disobedience unto the Lord right now. You're saying, Pastor, I need you to pray for my marriage. and you pray for my children? you pray for my finances? I'm praying over a cursed thing because if you're not giving to the Lord, you're cursed, the Bible says. It says it's like holding sand, money bags in your hand with sand, and it's just falling right through. I didn't, I'm not, I didn't write the book. I'm not trying to drum up a bunch of money. I'm just telling you, the Bible said God required 10% to be given back to Him as an offering unto the Lord. You might as well not ask me to pray because you're asking me to pray over cursed things. That's a hard thing to do because God can't bless you if you're not blessing Him. Sample is that. That's my best stewardship campaign for the year. I'll never say it again. Until next year. We have to remain faithful. How do we remain faithful? Well, you first have to remember to remain faithful. You've got to learn the process of what it means to endure. Being faithful is not going to be easy. You're going to find battles. You're going to fight hardships. You're going to struggle. But he that endureth until the end, the Bible said, there is laid for him a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give unto him. You've got to make it to the end, though, y'all. You also got to remember to not only endure, but you got to remember to be encouraged. Lift one another up. Bear one another burdens. Encourage one another. You see your brother and sister down? Lift them up. Tell them you missed them. Tell them you love them. Send a text message. Send them, call them on the phone. Send them a letter. I know that's important. Most of you don't even know what that is. But put a, put a 53, whatever it is now, 49, 53 cent stamp, whatever on there. If you can't afford one, I'll give you one out of my office. And send a letter to somebody. Tell them you love them. Encourage one another. Be ye kind, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Then you got to remember that you have been, and we'll pick up part two of that message called The Wind is Blowing Again. But you also have to remember that God has actually empowered you. Tell ye there in Jerusalem, till you be endued with power from on high, that which the Holy Ghost will come upon you. God's equipped you to make it. Not only are you supposed to endure and be an encouragement, God gave you a cheat sheet. He gave you the Holy Ghost. You can't get much better cheat sheet than that. That's the best answer you could have on your side is the Holy Ghost. So you've got to remember to make faithful. You know, soldiers cannot give up when the battle gets hard. They must rely on the training and trust the process of knowledge that they have been through. We too must not give up when the battle gets hard. We must remember on the training. Guard yourself. Take up the shield of faith. Put on the helmet of salvation. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Stand firm against the wiles of the devil so that when all is said and done, you stand firm. See, 
My question today is, I read to you, the Bible said that when Peter got to Cornelius, and Cornelius recounted what the angel of the Lord said to him, remember what he said? He said, Cornelius, your prayers and your giving were as a memorial before me. So my question to you today before we leave this place is, what memorial are you building for the Lord? What is God looking down from the portals of heaven right now going, this is the memorial you have laid up today for me? Is it your prayers? Your giving? Or is God not, or does God not really have a memorial, if you will, of something you've done? Oh yeah, God knows everything you've done, but have you consecrated as a memorial a, 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 a something the Lord is literally going, but this is what I remember most. Your prayers, your praise, your worship, this is what I remember you see, when we talk about giving, giving has two components. You can give your tithes and offerings, but you also can give in praise and worship, time and talent. It's not always about money. You can also give God you, you, your heart, your abilities, your talent, you. You see, our prayers rise before the throne room of God. So tomorrow we will take a break in our work schedules, and tomorrow our nation will honor the men and women lost their lives on Memorial Day. For many, it will be a holiday, a cookout, a family gathering. It's a wonderful thing. And it's a season that many have fought and died for so that we can have the freedom in our heart's desires. But while you're celebrating tomorrow your holiday, please remember the price that was paid for your eternal freedom. Don't forget to remember what Jesus did for you on that cross. Jesus paid the ultimate price for your absolute freedom, freedom of sin and freedom of death. He gave you eternal life and a chance to make heaven your permanent home. So build your memorials today before God. Give yourself, your time, your finances, your energy in praise and worship and in spirit and truth with a cheerful heart before the Lord your God today. Before we segue into the time of consecration and dismissal, Now, I'm going to let you know that very rarely do I, as I stated at the beginning of this message, do I ever say I have a word from God. But my Bible tells me that Jesus said the following words. Suffer the little children to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. If any of you should have the faith like one of these children, you will enter in to heaven he said it would be better for someone to tie a millstone and throw you in the river and watch you sink than you hurt a child that's the bible y'all I didn't write this stuff I know my four year old is not here today to stand beside me on this stage I wish she was I can't take credit today for this message God did this message with a four year old A four-year-old taught the pastor this week. Now, whether you get anything out of this message today or not, that's between you and the Lord. But I'm going to tell you, if it was for nobody else this week, that four-year-old changed the preacher's life in one phrase. Daddy, I know he's not there. We always are to still be looking for Jesus. 
When you leave this place today, I don't care. If, if you can see a cross by the side of the road that's a memorial of someone who's lost their lives. A cross on the TV screen at Arlington uh, Memorial National Cemetery. You can see anything you want to. I just want you to remember today. Every flag you see, every cross you see, every moniker that reminds you of anything of remembrance. I want you to remember this today. He's not on the cross. He's not in the tomb. He's not dead. And really, he's not gone either because he's coming back. But we still should be looking for Jesus and to Jesus. So here's what I want to do till we close today. If you've served in any branch, reserves, active, signed up, went through boot camp, decided you weren't for that, got out after boot camp, they let you out, but you had to go through boot camp, you're doing better than, than I'm doing. If you served in any capacity whatsoever, Armed Force, I don't care what branch, Coast Guard, Marines, Air Force, uh, Army, uh, Navy, Coast Guard, uh, I don't know if I missed any of them, but any branch. One month, 10 months, 10, 25 years, I want you to stand wherever you are. If you've ever served, ever, your country, ever in your life. Ever. You find men, I don't see any ladies. I'm not trying to be, you know, that, but I don't see any ladies standing at this moment, so I'm not trying to be this way, but I'm just going to talk for a second to these gentlemen. Gentlemen, from the bottom of my heart, hear this pastor very carefully thank you thank you that you give me the freedom to stand behind this pulpit and have the freedom to proclaim the words of the Lord to a hurting and a dying and a lost world I could be right now having to be enlisted as a young man because I'm still in that young capacity even though some days I feel like I'm older by the day I can be serving somewhere across the seas and not able to stand and do what I do today in the freedom and power of God thank you for being faithful to whether it was one month 10 months 10 years 25 years or you retired from it thank you thank you for giving me the opportunity to grow up in a land that is the home of the, the home of the free and the home of the brave land of the free and home of the brave Thank you for allowing me to come on Sunday morning and play the piano and sing the words of the songs of Zion to a church and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth and freedom and not have to worry about they're going to bust these doors down and take me off to jail and torture me unmercifully because I proclaim the name of Jesus. Thank you for protecting that for me and my religious freedom. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Every soul that ever gets saved in this building, every soul that ever feels the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of the God, every soul that has their marriage put back together, every soul that has been healed by some disease or by some sickness or has been made whole in body, anybody that gets a touch from the Lord, you have a part in that today. Thank you. Because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for men like you protecting me to have the rights to stand here today and do what I do. So and every time you see a soul get saved, just know you help that become reality for me. Thank you. Now, if you're a born-again believer of Christ Jesus, I want you to stand. you ever given your heart to Jesus Christ, I want you to stand. I'm not trying to put those who haven't asked Jesus in their heart on the spot, but if you know who Jesus Christ is, I want you to stand. Thank you. Thank you for making the ultimate choice. Oh, I know some people would say, well, serving in your country, that's the highest honor you can be. No, that's the highest honor you can do on this side of heaven. The highest honor you can ever do is making sure that you go to heaven and you make your election call sure. I don't care. Man, I'm not trying to downplay what you've done in the military, but I'm telling you the greatest decision anybody makes is not joining the armed forces. It's making sure they go to heaven. That's the best decision anybody will ever make in their life. 
So for those of you that are standing and saying, you've made Jesus your, your heart, your Lord and Savior of your life, thank you from the bottom of this preacher's heart. Thank you because I can know that if something should untimely happen to you, I can stand behind the sacred lectern and say they ran the race well. Another soldier has went home. They finished their race. They have kept the faith and now there's laid for them the crown of righteousness which the Lord the righteous judge has given to them and he'll give also unto me when that day comes. Thank you for making sure you're going home to heaven. Thank you. Now if you're a part of this local body of believers, Anyone that may still be standing or still be seated for any reason that I mentioned, I want you to stand. Everyone in this house to stand. Here's what I want to say to you today. Thank you. Thank you for coming on a Sunday morning on a Memorial Day weekend, listening to a 33-year-old, tired, broke down, downtrodden, blubbering, crying baby of a preacher. Thank you for coming today, not because you need to hear from me, but you thought it was important to spend Memorial Day remembering what God did for you. And from the very bottom of my heart, I don't know what's in those cards. I don't know what's written. Those that have given different things from candies to, to, to different cards and gift cards and things like that that have, that have flooded my mailbox, has flooded my desk. I have more lifesaver. I'm literally a lifesaver factor. I got more lifesavers in my office right now than lifesavers is producing in their corporation. I got more milk duds. I don't know if that's prophetic or not, but the biggest dud of all has got plenty of them in his office right now. Thank you for your love. So not only to me and my family, but ultimately thank you for being a part of this family, the family of God. We're a family, y'all. That's what we are. I mean, if we get to 500 one day and build a sanctuary, that's great. But I sure hope the Lord gives me a memory to remember everybody's name when I get to that point. Because I don't want anybody to be a number. I want them to be a name. I don't want Brother Barnes to walk in one Sunday and it's just, he's a random number. I can't think, but I can shake his hand and say, Brother Barnes, how are you doing? How's Sister Evelyn doing? I don't want you to be a number. I want you to be a name to me. I love you. I love God. Before I dismiss this service in prayer and then have Brother Randy pray our benedictory prayer, this is what my challenge to you is this week. Wherever you go, whatever you do, stay focused and keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep looking to Jesus. If you want to do one thing, I said on my Facebook yesterday, I told people if they want to give me something on my birthday, they can do two things. One, they can come to church here. <laughs> I figured I'd, you know, frog that croak in his own pond. He should just be shot. So I thought I'd take a chance. It might have worked. There's some visitors here today. So it might have worked. Great place the Lord. If you are a first-time guest, let me plug this. There's a connection card in the seat in front of you. It's a little tall thing. If you'll fill it out before you leave and just drop it in one of these boxes, I'm not sending you a solicited offers and a bunch of spam mail and coupons to Arby's, but I am going to send you a letter to tell you I'm glad you're here from my office so please fill that out before you leave so I know who you are so the next time you come I won't be like hey how are you I can be like hey brother or sister so and so but I also said on my Facebook that if you if there are other people if you have a home church if you have any church whatsoever I don't care if you even come here just go somewhere and just remember what Jesus did for you because today all I want you to know is you know the greatest gift you could give me the greatest gift you could give this church is leaving this place and me knowing that you are still looking to Jesus you're still keep on, you keep on going, you're faithful, you're still working. I know Sister Barnes not feeling well. I know the Clarks are out of town. I know Sister April's working. I know a lot of people are out for different reasons. Maybe they'll be back next week, but I want you to know the best thing you can ever do for me is not that card, no matter how beautiful it's written. The best thing you'll ever do for me is me knowing you are going to heaven with me one day. And 
you're okay. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, I'm going to ask one time, is there anybody under the sound of my voice who does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? I don't want to leave this place and not give you the opportunity. Do you, if you are here today and you say, Pastor, I don't know, I'm not 100% sure if I should leave this life. I'm not 100% sure where I'll go and spend eternity. And I want to make sure that it's with Jesus. I want you to slip your hand right now. Real quick, I'm waiting just for a second. Are there any? I don't want you to leave this place not sure where you're going. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for those. Yes, thank you. Let me pray for you today. And then Brother Randy will follow right behind me and pray the benedictory prayer of of today's service. Father, thank you for your love, mercy, and grace. Father, thank you that you're a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Thank you that you're a very present help in time of trouble. Father, thank you that you have given me the opportunity to stand behind this sacred lectern with these precious saints of God and do what I love to do more than anything else, and that is to tell people the good news of Jesus Christ. When we leave this place and go to and for our destinations to whatever we have to do today, will you be lifted up, high and lifted up today? Father, let us leave this place not forgetting what the men and women who've lost their lives to protect and save this country have been through. But let us leave this place also not forgetting what Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, laid his life down for us to give us eternal salvation. Father, I love you and I can never, 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 never thank you enough for being God. And Father, when we leave this place... We go to and fro our destinations. May you bless us and keep us and your face shine upon us and be gracious to us and lift up your countenance upon us and give us the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding. And God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart have been acceptable and pleasing in your sight. Oh, Lord, my God, my blessed Redeemer. And until you bring us back again next week for worship together, may you bless us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. For those of you that have been watching online, thank you for joining us today. We love you. We pray that you have been blessed today. We'll be back next week. Brother Randy, will you close us out in prayer today? Immediately following that, you're dismissed. I love you. God bless you.